Welcome to the Brisbane Property Podcast with your hosts, Melinda and Scott Jennison from Streamline Property Buyers, your local Brisbane property specialists. Hi everyone, and welcome to another Brisbane Property Podcast episode. It's a little bit exciting, this one. Who would have thought back in April 2020, um, when Melinda actually suggested to me that we do our own podcast, um, that we're actually at number 100. Yes, welcome to episode number 100 and we are so excited to be able to continue to talk to you, to, to share with you lots of information about Brisbane property and you are right, we have been producing these weekly episodes now for two years and we started this podcast in the peak of the lockdown during the first wave of the pandemic. So. Uh, you know, and at that time, it was really to talk to people about what was happening in the Brisbane market. And it's been an exciting journey for us. Um, so much research has gone into producing these episodes. We've had some fabulous guests on the episodes as well. Um, and we hope that you have enjoyed listening to the podcasts as much as we've enjoyed producing them. I must I must say, when we, um, when we did first start um, the podcast, we used to probably record and stop and start and cut and and think, well, we made a mistake and we, we've talked wrong in certain areas or whatever it may be. But then even now, we, we, I talk to people and the people that talk to me about the pod, podcast say that we're just natural and it just comes off the, you know, we just talk as it is. Um, the idea of the podcast, obviously, from us is, is just to share information with people about Brisbane. Um, you know, it's a city that we love and we, and we live in. Um, and, and it's nice to be able to share some information with people, hopefully give them some good quality information, some data, as Melinda does all the time. Um, but if you look back at some of our episodes, um, some of the past episodes that you go through, probably the top ones um, that, that hit that list um, and the top most favourite ones are Is It Too Late to Buy in Brisbane, um, which was a very popular episode. Episode number 77. So that is the um, most popular episode that we produced. And now that was published back in October 2021 when the market here in Brisbane was really starting to escalate rapidly and, you know, if we look back to that episode and we, we definitely mentioned that, no, we didn't think it was too late because the supply and demand metrics were still out of place, look how much the Brisbane market has continued to grow since then. So if anyone took our advice at that point and went ahead and made a purchase, they'll find themselves in a strong equity position now. But what I find really interesting is when we do look at the top 10 episodes um, out of all of the first 99 episodes that we have produced, all of those that are in the top 10 relate to what is going on in Brisbane. What are the top growth suburbs in Brisbane? What's happened throughout the entire year? Every monthly market update is one, they are the, some of the most downloaded episodes that we actually produce. People want to know what is going on on the ground. People want to know what the data is telling them. People want to know what's happening with Brisbane prices. And that's absolutely fascinating for us because it tells us what you want as listeners um, and it ensures that we're focusing on delivering the content um, that our listeners enjoy most. Yeah, it is interesting when you do look at the, the market updates are obviously very popular. You know, as you said, what's happening, the year in review, the floods, it's all about what's happening in Brisbane. It's not fluff. Um, it, it's actually people that are interested to to learn about Brisbane, to keep updated, and to know what's actually happening. So, which probably leads us into um, into this episode and looking into a bit of the future of Brisbane. Um, it, it's exciting times ahead. Um, as it you know, beautiful Brisbane. I look outside and it's beautiful blue sky. Um, 
the weather's lovely. It, it's still an affordable city. People people are interested in Brisbane. People are showing interest in it. And there's something that just can't be taken away, and that's we do talk about it quite a bit, is the 2032 Olympics. Absolutely, and I think there's a lot to be excited about when we look forward um, at the future of Brisbane and the future of the opportunities that are available in Brisbane property for home buyers and investors. Now, you know, when we actually look back at the last couple of months, we've had some, you know, pretty big hiccups in, in Brisbane. Obviously, the floods have had a huge impact and so many people have been affected, still so many homes that are unlivable and a big, you know, process of repair for many people. Um, however, at the same time, we've not seen any market decline in terms of property values. And if you just report back to last week's episode, that confirms what's actually going on. The Brisbane market is still growing month on month in both the housing sector and the unit sector. And that's something to be very mindful of. It's very different to what we experienced after the 2011 floods. So yes, there was a hiccup. Yes, that scared a lot of buyers. Uh, yes, that put a lot of sellers on hold. However, moving forward, um, things are very bright. There's an optimistic outlook for Brisbane. And with those 2032 Olympic Games, there's so much going on um, to plan for those games that's going to bring infrastructure, jobs, an improved economy. Uh, there's so much to look forward to, and that's what we're going to cover in this episode. So I did mention last week, actually, which I did forget to say to everyone, we went into a long weekend up here and for Easter, um, and our boys were involved in that water polo national championship. So that was a lot of fun. It was good to be parents and get out and watch them and cheer and, and carry on. Um, and support your kids. So that was a lot of fun. It was a successful weekend. Um, but obviously back into Brisbane and we, you know, that was at some of the venues. Um, some of the water polo was held at some of the major venues out at Chandler um, where they will hold some of the cycling and some of the aquatics and things like that as well. So, you know, 2032 looking ahead, um, there, there has been a, a big report that Melinda's pulled apart and, and got some information out of um, Knight Frank have compiled. Um, I'll let Melinda give you a little bit of summary on that and then we'll jump into to looking at what's ahead, property changes, what, where, why um, and how Brisbane's going to look. Yeah, we want to keep it relatively big picture here because whilst we're looking at what infrastructure is going to be fast-tracked as a result of the Brisbane Olympics, um, we're also going to be considering how this might impact property values in Brisbane. And we're also going to look at how this might impact our appetite for different types of properties here in Brisbane. Now, of course, the Olympic Games um, in 2032, it's going to supercharge sport. There's no doubt about that. There's going to be some huge benefits for the sporting community around Brisbane, the Gold Coast and the Sunshine Coast. It's going to generate a lot of employment opportunities. There's a huge amount of infrastructure that's going in. Um, all of these things need to be constructed. That's There's huge opportunity um, in southeast Queensland for that. And the fast-tracked infrastructure, look, some of that's already underway with the Cross River Rail. We've got some big projects along the uh, Riverside Precinct as well as the um, the new casino that's going in, Howard Smith Wards already under construct already completed, sorry. So there's a lot of change happening in and around the CBD already. Queen's Wharf putting Brisbane on the map, um, but also that's going to leave an enduring legacy for Brisbane and for Queensland as a whole, because these things are going to be permanent. Yes, they're being constructed to be ready and in place for the Olympic Games, but these will be permanent features um, and these will be things that will leave an ongoing legacy for our city. Now, I know that we'll, we'll go through it in depth in a little bit through the episode, but I just want to 
as people are listening to the information, you just probably need to understand it's probably good to relate to, um, say, for example, Sydney, because Sydney held the, the 2000 Olympics. And if you look at what they did in Sydney, they took it out to Homebush Bay, which was the old Homebush Bay um, um, back then. And they, and they created the Olympic Village. They created all the sporting area at that area. So they actually took it away out to an area where they built these facilities and these stadiums. It's very different, and I think that's something you have to keep in the back of your mind as we talk through this now is is more about how Brisbane will be compared to something like that, and it's very easy to look at that and compare that because Brisbane, a lot of it is going to be based around the existing CBD. Absolutely, and if we quantify that, 57% of the events are going to be held within five kilometres of the Brisbane CBD. This Olympic Games is an inner city event. It's not being held in the outer suburbs. It's not being set up as a satellite area outside of the CBD. It's right in the middle of the CBD. So we have to consider the benefits that the um, development around the, the game's infrastructure will bring to the inner city of Brisbane. We're not going to see the same benefits all over the city. There's going to be some areas that may benefit more than others. There's definitely going to be some satellite locations, of course, Sunshine Coast, the Gold Coast, um, some areas in Moreton Bay and other um, areas that Scott's already mentioned. But with the majority of um, venues and the majority of sports being um, held or conducted within the CBD region, within five kilometres, we've got to consider how that's going to impact that inner city market. And a lot of the venues that are in this this setup, a lot of them are actually existing. I think it's 84% of them are actually existing. Yep. Um, and some will be temporary. So there will be temporary setups, um, but most of the facilities are existing. So a lot of that will come about um, as we talk about infrastructure, things like your Cross River Rail, your, your Metro, um, your trains, so all of your public transport, the improvement and the changes on that, and then the locations of where all these setups are, that's the area that really benefit a lot. And if we look at the inner city areas that are going to experience the most infrastructure change, um, there's four regions that have been identified. Now, the first of those is North Shore at Hamilton. Now, that is the area where the athletes' village will be located. So we're going to see a lot of new um, residential uh, development in that space. Now, remember, we can't always just assume that because it's going to be Olympic, an Olympic venue, it's going to increase property prices. We need to analyse the impact of supply and demand at a local level on the new infrastructure that is coming. So North Shore Hamilton, we're going to see um, a lot of new dwellings being constructed to accommodate for the Olympic athletes that are going to be centralised around the Brisbane inner city area. Um, post uh, auction or sorry, post um, Olympic Games, we, we're probably going to see a lot of those properties become available for sale to residents. So it's important to understand the impact that that might have long term on property prices from a supply and demand perspective. The second area that's going to benefit um, from infrastructure related to the Games is the Wool and Gabba precinct. Now in that precinct, um, the existing Gabba um, is going to be completely redeveloped um, as the main stadium for the opening and closing ceremony, as well as the um, athletic events. Now, alongside Wollongabba is where the Cross River Rail uh, will be able to pick up passengers and, you know, disperse them throughout the inner city region because um, that is all part of the infrastructure that is already under construction. If we look at the Cross River Rail, it's due to be completed um, in 
2026. So we've still got a number of years of construction ahead of us, but that whole precinct is going to be redeveloped and changed significantly in the future. So if you look at those two areas, and just for people that don't know the areas, Northside Hamilton, down by the river, um, it is out out towards the airport. Um, you know, obviously there will be some planes flying around that area. Um, so new units, Athletes Village, there will be quite a supply there. Woolloongabba, um, just on the south side, good access down towards South Bank, down towards CBD. Obviously with the Cross River Rail, you'll have great access to the CBD. Um, quite a popular area, um, the cliffs, um, along there. Kangaroo Point Cliffs. Kangaroo Point Cliffs. So really nice area to go for walks, um, picnics, uh, and, and some nice restaurants up on the hill up there. Um, and also the access to the city where they'll start to build more footbridges and, and access to there. There's some new bridges going in um, where you can get in across from Kangaroo Point area to um, to the CBD. Um, so, so really good little areas. Um, a lot of supply, probably a bit more unit supply in, maybe there will be in Hamilton, obviously. Um, there is now quite a bit down in that way down along the river um, and then obviously with the Athletes Village um, those units will be developed. And you know at the moment Wollongabba um, you've got a mix of old character homes as well as some higher density vertical living so you know in the future over the next 10 years um, it will be interesting to see how that changes and there is some um, comments within this report by Knight Frank that there will be an update to the Brisbane City Planning Scheme to accommodate for the changes that are necessary in the lead up to the 2032 Olympic Games. So that's not something that we can confirm at this point, but there is some commentary around that. Third area um, to benefit from uh, big upgrades um, as a result of the infrastructure is around South Brisbane and West End. Now, these markets already are a lot of high density vertical living around these areas. Um, however, with the location of the uh, media centre for the Olympic Games going into this region, um, as well as a lot of infrastructure that um, will connect this area to a lot of the other uh, venues throughout the city, we're going to see ongoing change. Um, so that's definitely earmarked as one of the regions as well. And the final region is Roma Street and the North Quarter area. So remember, Roma Street um, is the location where we're going to see the construction of the new uh, Brisbane Live Arena. Uh, they're going to actually put a temporary pool for the swimming aquatics events in that location for the Olympic Games, but the facility or the stadium itself will remain in place. And for those that know Brisbane, that's going to be in the area where a lot of the Roma Street um, railway lines are currently located. So big changes occurring in that Roma Street North Quarter region as well. And if you look at property in those two those two areas, I should say, South Brisbane, West End, there's a lot of old homes down in that area, down through West End, down along the river there, there's the new developments where they've already built and, and currently building um, some unit developments. But there, there is actually quite a lot of older homes in that area. Um, people that live in that area, you know, the kids go to, a lot of them are in the catchment then for Brisbane State High. Um, you do get a little bit of flooding, so you need to be aware of that, obviously, after the, the recent floods. Um, and then Roma Street, um, not a massive amount of accommodation in there. Um, it's more in towards the city and the CBD. I thought it was interesting when you mentioned about that um, city plan, Linda, when you talk about that, obviously there is, a, there is a city plan and it's something that we look at quite a lot to understand when we talk about zoning in areas of, of what areas are zoned. Um, obviously, when people buy houses, for example, and you know if the neighbours become 
high-rise residential, um, you'll get overshadowed and things like that. So that'll be interesting to see what the, the council does come up with with that new master plan. Yeah, it's really important not just to understand what Brisbane looks like now when you are purchasing a home or an investment, but to get an understanding of what it's likely to look like in the future. And that's having an understanding of the city plan, the master planning scheme that applies to a city. Um, now, that was up last updated in 2014 here in Brisbane. So if there is another update, especially in and around the inner city region, uh, we will um, certainly report that through our podcast if and when that happens. Um, but let's not forget the more recent announcement also of the city deal for Brisbane. Now, what that is, um, is that it's a whole southeast Queensland city deal. It's being negotiated at the moment by the Australian government, the Queensland government and the Council of Mayors for southeast Queensland. So we see all levels of government working together to coordinate the planning and investment required to meet southeast Queensland's long term infrastructure needs. So. That's actually already in place. It was a recent announcement. Um, and for example, we've seen the Queensland and the federal government already commit and agree to a 50-50 deal to fund the Gabba redevelopment, which is a $1 billion project. So these big um, city deals, uh, which help to coordinate and facilitate all levels of government working together for the benefit of a region are really, really important um, to help people understand the opportunity that's happening here in Southeast Queensland at the moment, the opportunity that um, is happening here in Brisbane. Because when we look back 10 years from now, and hopefully we'll still be chatting on this podcast, we can reflect back on episode number 100. But when we're looking back 10 years from now, um, there's absolutely no doubt in my mind that we'll be living in a very different city to what Brisbane is today. And I think for anyone looking to buy a property, it's not about the now, it's about the future. And it's understanding what that property is going to be like in the future that will make the biggest difference. As a home buyer, it's so important that you're not going to be negatively impacted by some of this big planning, um, big, big infrastructure change that's change that is coming. Of course, we want to benefit from it, but not be negatively impacted by it. Um, and as an investor, we want to be strategically placed to ensure that if there's any um, uplift in property values as a result of changes in the city, changes in the, um, the way we move around the city, the opportunity, the economic development, the jobs opportunities, we want to benefit from that. So we want to know what, where we need to buy and what we need to buy to get the best possible uplift in that regard. And, and when you uh, such a big event like an Olympic Games, I mean, the global recognition that it's going to have for Brisbane, um, we talk about, pardon me, we talk about Brisbane at the moment, the amount of migrations that's happening from down south and the amount of people that are looking up in Brisbane to move up this way, um, you know, the global recognition that this will actually create for Brisbane um, and, and really put us on the map with, with the, as you said, the infrastructure we've got with Queen's Wharf happening Howard Smith Wharfs, all these redevelopments, the money that the government's putting in, the infrastructure for transport, uh, it's just going to be an amazing thing to see. And if we unpack that a little bit more, and this is a really interesting fact because Southeast Queensland as a whole, it has an estimated current population of around 3.44 million people. Now, that's less than one-tenth of the population of um, Tokyo, which was, as we know, the most recent host city of the Olympic Games. Um, and it's at least three times smaller than any other recent or upcoming Olympic Games host city. Now, have a think about that. We, by population, we are going to be one of the smallest host cities 
of recent times. So as such, the Games, the Olympic Games in 2032, they stand to have a disproportionately large impact on Brisbane's stature and profile. If we look at that on a per capita basis, the effects will be enormous. We only have to consider the number of viewers in this digital world that um, around the world, you know, watch the Olympic Games. So if we look at what happened in Japan, for example, um, sorry, in Tokyo, um, across the digital and traditional platforms, more than 120 billion minutes of Olympic content was consumed. So that's equivalent to 330 million Americans watching more than six hours each over the 17 days of the Olympic Games. Now, you can get an understanding of how that would have an immediate impact on attracting tourism to Brisbane during the Olympic Games event. We will showcase the best of our city and that's how many people will be viewing our city. But there's also going to be an extended halo effect as well. We'll help to see it will also help to see people come into the country. Skilled migrants will want to move into the country. Companies will want to expand into Brisbane and Australia. Investors will want to look to broaden their portfolio and developers will see um, Brisbane as an area or an opportunity where they could position themselves into an expanding market. So these are some of the ongoing effects of the Olympic Games and the publicity around the Olympic Games that could come into Brisbane. So the opportunity is really exciting, not just in the lead up to the Olympic Games, but in the period post Olympic Games, because most of the events, most of the venues, most of the activity will be in and around the CBD region. And, and it's funny when we talk about, when we went through those major four areas where those, um, the location side of it, when you look at Brisbane and, and we live here, we know what it's like, the way you get around in Brisbane, um, I, I keep talking about, and I know people sort of say, oh, you talk about the weather all the time, but, you know, it is such a beautiful, livable city and affordable, and you don't have to be right in those locations. So to actually get around, um, it's very walkable. Um, there is a lot of walking areas. There's a lot of footpaths, bikeways. Um, you know, you can get a push bike, whether it's an e-bike or a, a normal push bike, and, and you can ride into the CBD in, in 10, 15 minutes from you know, inner north, inner south areas and get into the areas of the CBD where these locations will be and getting into to using those facilities. And I think that's all part of the grand plan for the inner city locations and that's why it's exciting for people in and around that inner 5 to 10 kilometre ring because the development that's going to happen will really integrate um, the residential areas with lifestyle precincts, with commercial areas, retail areas. So it will become a destination in itself. Brisbane's never had this sort of destination. And over the next 10 years, we'll see these areas in and around the CBD um, develop into destinations in themselves, which is really exciting for our city. And as Scott said, it promotes that um, accessible and walkable city um, or scooterable or cyclable city um, as opposed to people always having to, you know, jump in the car and drive, which traditionally has been the type of city that Brisbane has been. And we've talked about the importance of understanding um, transport corridors in Brisbane because we will not be able to drive into the CBD um, forever. It's going to become more and more congested over time and it's really important for us to understand that and project forward to what Brisbane will look like in the future. Then I think that leads into the conversation of, you know, what types of properties might we be looking at? What 
types of properties will be most desirable when we look 10 years into the future um, because, again, up until very recently, most people when they come to Brisbane really are only considering um, buying a house on its own block in in an area that might be, you know, closer to the CBD or more affordable locations up to, you know, 40 or 50 kilometres from the CBD because we are such a widely spread or geographically spread uh, capital city. However, big picture, um, is that likely to change in the future? Well, it's interesting when you when you talk about that because people do ask us about that and and whether it's, whether it's you're relocating to live here in Brisbane or whether you're looking for an investment side of it, I generally say to people, and I know we talk about this all the time, how affordable Brisbane is, but if you do compare it again to, say, Sydney, Melbourne, what you get when you're, say, three within that, say, five kilometres, for example, of, of the CBD compared to what you'll get in Brisbane, um, you know, let's say, for example, a round number, two mil, you know, what you get in Sydney for that compared to what you get in Brisbane, two, three, four mil, what you actually get compared to what you get in Brisbane there's, there's great opportunities for properties with views, whether it's views to the city or the, the river or outlooks under the hills, whatever it may be. The bang for your buck basically is, is huge. Up it, here. Yeah, it comes down to affordability, relative affordability. And, you know, that's something that Brisbane still has um, an advantage um, over Sydney and Melbourne in relation to, you know, we are a much more affordable city. And, you know, because our vacancy rates at the moment are so low, we've got really strong yield um, or rental price growth as well. So there's a lot of opportunity for uh, people in and around Brisbane. Um, one thing that um, I was having a conversation yesterday with a client about is, you know, at the moment, a lot of people are being priced out of the housing market uh, because we've had such strong growth in the housing sector over the last 12 months, 32% price growth in that sector compared with um you know, less than half of that in the unit sector. We have been reporting for a little while now that we're starting to see heightened demand, especially for houses in um, inner city, lo- sorry, especially for townhouses in inner city locations because, you know, people that might have a budget of seven or $800,000 either have to move out 30 or 40 kilometres from the CBD to buy a decent house on its own lot or they have to you know, compromise on the property type and they're starting to look at townhouses as a viable option to stay within the lifestyle locations, to stay within locations that are more desirable, that are closer to work, um, that are going to be more easily accessible to some of the hubs that we've talked about today. Will we see a shift also to the unit segment um, in the near future? Um, That's something that we've been predicting for some time now. We do expect that the demand for units will start to shift. Um, Remember, Brisbane had a huge oversupply in the inner city unit market, which peaked in 2016. Um, That was off the result of, or that was off the back of a change in the the last update to the city plan, where a lot of industrial land got rezoned to high density residential land. We built a lot of those vertical living style of um, units. Now, what we might see is a shift for some people to look at a different product type to stay in some of these more desirable locations. And this is big picture. Um, This is not a prediction. This is just helping you understand the way Brisbane residents might start to think. Because if we're starting to see these lifestyle destinations, this inner city, um, walkable, you know, connected um, lifestyle community, people will be attracted to that style of living and will probably start to see some of the demand for those inner city units. Um, Certainly townhouses, we're seeing that already. 
uh, we'll start to see that demand peak. And, and I think that's where people, if you're buying property, again, if, if you're looking to really for a home, for your, your family, for whatever you've got to live in, um, that's something you have a look at, obviously, for location, for transport, for education, employment, whatever it may be and work on your budget if it's an investment side of it again you've got to think about that location um yes people do talk about i've got a budget of a certain amount and i want to buy a home or a house i should say um is that the actual the right sort of strategy for it um you've got to understand what your money will buy and where it will actually buy you in in a market that's moving the way it is and the way the city is changing the way that it is and people are starting to think very different now as well And I think that's perhaps something we can unpack in a future episode, you know, what budgets, um, what types of assets work best for what types of budgets in Brisbane? And of course, that's very general to be able to come up with assumptions in that regard, because it depends on the capital growth and yield requirements for an individual. But I think it's an important consideration, given um, the fact that the housing market median value has increased so significantly over the last 12 months and yet the unit market is lagging there may be some catch-up to do especially when we can see some of these inner city um, lifestyle hubs and destinations you know unfolding before our eyes I think if we look back 10 years from now uh, we really will be looking at a very different city to what Brisbane is today. So I guess if they want to know what to buy, where to buy and how much it's going to cost, they should reach out to us at (laughs) streamlineproperty.com.au. Absolutely. Happy to help people. Obviously, you know, our job is to make sure that we are always up to date on what Brisbane's likely to look like in the future. Where are the areas of demand shifting to based on lifestyle changes, infrastructure changes, um, you know, destination changes um, in terms of these lifestyle precincts? That's what determines, you know, the best location. It's all about demand. It's all about supply. And it's about identifying the things that contribute to these aspects as we actually um, look forward at what Brisbane will be 10 years, 20 years from now. Well, that's episode 100. Yeah. So I hope that's been interesting. Look, it's exciting times. Um, We're very excited to obviously keep bringing this information to people. Um, If you've got questions, reach out and ask. Uh, Happy to help out. Um, But look, um, as usual, and I have said for probably nearly 100 episodes now, um, I will let Melinda wrap things up. Um, It's been good talking and um, look forward to bringing another episode and ongoing episodes into the future. So I'll let Melinda wrap it up and it's been good talking. Take care and bye for now. Thanks everyone for tuning in to our 100th episode here on the Brisbane Property Podcast. We would love for you to leave us a review on iTunes if you do enjoy listening to our episodes. It encourages us to continue to produce this content to share with you on a weekly basis. Uh, We look forward to speaking with you again next week. Until then, stay safe and we'll see you soon. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in today. Please remember everything we have spoken about on this podcast is general in nature and we always recommend that you obtain independent advice in relation to your specific circumstances. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe or leave us a review on iTunes and of course, tell your friends about us. If you would like to get in contact, please visit www.brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au or email us at info at brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au. Feel free to send in any questions and we will try to answer them in future episodes.